0: This is Wednesday Bible Study with our seed Director Reverend Mac Perry on this October the 11th. Here's you Reverend ready, Mac. Doug? Last week we talked about the power and discipline of the Holy Spirit, and uh, when we looked at the the first verse, uh, we we started learning about Ananias and Sapphira, uh, how uh, you know they both came in full agreement and kept bar- back part of the uh, things, they, uh, part of the money they had sold the land. And it ended up being a selfish uh, uh, thing that they did, and it, uh, they let the devil um, lead them and guide them. And as clearly, they 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 didn't do what they should have done, and that uh, they knew um, that the thing they they were part of the church, they were filled uh, most likely with the Holy Spirit, as I mentioned. They they just let the devil get into the heart and lead them, as we talked about. Their their actions were very selfish when you're thinking about keeping back something for yourself when you really uh, believe it belongs to God. And uh, in this case it was one of them things that belonged to God because that's what God had asked them to do. Uh, You know we we learned about Barnabas uh, at the ending of chapter 4 and it is believed and I believe it also that they may have seen what Barnabas did and he was from another area and he come in and they got—they were jealous about it. So they did it for a jealous reason anyway. They didn't do it. Their whole motivation was wrong. They didn't do it for the right reason. Um, and uh, when they kept it back and they, they laid it at the feet, you know, um, immediately Peter, um, you know, Ask the question, how can you? Why? Why did you let Satan do that? You know, we can ask ourselves that. That's stuck in my mind, in my heart. You know, uh, we, before we accept, the devil trying to lead us. We need to say, No, I'm not going to do that because the devil will lead us down and we need to question ourselves whenever there's a decision to be made or something to be due uh, because we need to ask, Why are we doing this? And uh, that's what Peter was saying to him basically. And Peter knew immediately he didn't have to watch him or have a spy, as I mentioned. I, I was kind of humorous a little bit in that. He didn't have spies. He had the Holy Spirit telling him these people were deceiving him. And I believe God can help us discern also. I believe God can help us understand what is truth in this world that we live in and what is not. And God, uh, you know, loves a cheerful giver and it was obviously, as I mentioned last week, they were not cheerful about him. Satan had filled their hearts and, uh, you know, at any time they could have submitted and made the decision to submit to God. Nobody forced them into even selling anything. They owned it. They could have kept it, as I said. But once they made that commitment to go do it, then they should have did it You know, I I did talk about one of the main things I I, I mentioned last week, and and that was in my heart, is once you allow sin to come in, then it moves the Holy Spirit out. It's got less room. The Holy Spirit don't have room. And as I read that, Matthew tells us you can't serve two masters. You can't serve sin and you can't serve uh, God at the same time. And that's very important to understand. When we start letting sin, sin will keep continuously carrying us down. If we serve God, He's going to continuously carry us up. And that's the main point from last week. And uh, you know, then his wife come in as we concluded last week, um, Sepphariah, and she did the exact same thing and she lied. I, I think the main thing that uh, we need to understand, it wasn't so much that they didn't give everything, it was more that she, they lied about it. They deceived. They didn't trust God. They 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 were... Not doing... Everything they did was wrong, basically, as we learned last week. Um, You know, and uh, then I did mention that some people may feel like that uh, God was pretty tough on them, you know. But as I I mentioned to you last uh, week... uh, in the beginning in the new church, God wanted understood and wanted very clear. He did not want sin in the church. He was very serious about that. He's very serious about it today, also. Uh, but he was making it known clear. And the message is for us today. That message from then is for us to when we read it today. He does not want sin in the church. Sin holds us back. That when you say why? was he so serious about against sin is because it holds us back from carrying out his word and doing what he wants us to do so god looked at sin very seriously back then and he looks at it back now god can't bless where there's sin and if we want God's blessing, we want healings, we want salvations, we want these things, then we need to be blessing Him by being honest and trustworthy and, uh, you know, giving it all to Him. And then, you know, as we ended in 12 and 13, the apostles were performing many miracles because they were doing exactly what God wanted them to do. They were in His will. The church was in His will, even though a couple people didn't do what God wanted them to do. The church as a whole was in God's will and God was blessing them. And many people were added to the church daily. And even the message of what happened went out into the community and those that didn't believe, as we ended up reading in verse 13, basically they didn't go in. They were afraid to go in. They had a fear of... What could happen to them if they went in there, n- not believing and not, uh, you know, uh, accepting what God was telling them? So they they had a kind of a different fear, I believe, than what the Christians had. The Christians had a fear of understanding the Holy Spirit, understanding it. They had given wisdom of how much God hated sin, so uh, that um, to uh, it feared them so much. They they were almost the way it re- the scripture read. It dared them. They did not go where the Christians were at, where where they were holding the meeting. So tonight, let's get started in our message tonight. And as I said, it's a simple message. If you've been reading ahead, we're going to read about 12 verses tonight. But it's very, very important. There's a couple of points that I want to make about this simple message to us. And, you know, as I look at the Word of God, especially when... Um, when I'm looking at these these kinds of areas where it's just kind of explaining to us how God was serious with His church and He was blessing His church and many miracles was happening. I really... You know, th- uh, uh, get an understanding that God is trying to give us a message today, that He's in control if we will allow Him. So that's why I titled the message tonight, God is in control. So let's start. I want to go back and read 12 and 13, and then our message tonight will start in 14. No, verse 12. And by the hands of the apostle were many signs and wonders wrought among the people, and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch or in the temple where they met. And then verse 13, And all the rest durst or dared, no man join himself to them, but the people magnified them. In other words, they respected them. They understood what was going on, and they, but they didn't dare attend if they did not believe, based on what had just happened in the first 12 verses. So looking at verse 14, uh, And believers were the more added to the Lord multitudes both of women and men, or men and women. And in fifteen, insomuch that they brought they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on the beds and couches, that at the least of the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. You know, that's faith. And that's what this message is about. Knowing God's in control putting our faith in Him, and just a shadow of one of His apostles can heal the bodies. Listen. There came also a multitude out of the city, uh, round about into Jerusalem, bringing sick folks, and then which were vexed or troubled, so they some kind of had mental problems maybe, with unclean spirits, and they were healed every one. Then the high priest rose up, and all that they were with him. Which is in the sect of the Sadducees. So this was some of the Sadducees uh, saw what was going on. They were filled with indignation and basically jealousy. They were jealous. They were very jealous. And then 18, and laid their hands on the apostles and put them in common prison. So they arrested the apostles. They arrested. Then 19, but because they were they were actually angry and jealous. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But the angel of the Lord by night opened the prison doors. God's in control. And brought them forth and said, Go stand and speak in the temple to the people all the words of this life. It tells me we're not to be intimidated. You know, I think about these apostles being locked up and possibly understanding the culture back then. Being locked up thrown in jail I mean, the next day after they put judgment on it, you could be crucified, you could be stoned, you could be killed. But you know what? They walked right out of those cell doors and went and started listening to what they did and just continued to preach the Word of God. And then um, 19, But the angel of the Lord by night opened the prison doors and brought them forth and said, Go and stand and speak in the temple to the people all the words of life, of this life meaning of Jesus and then 21 and when they heard that they entered to the temple early in the morning this is talking about the the high priest and the Sadducees in the morning and and, and no no I'm sorry here they're talking about and they did go in the morning and they talked but the high priest came and they uh, and they that were with them and called the council together and all the Senate of the children of Israel and sent and when it says all the the children of Israel, that's interesting. This time they called the full, uh, Sadducees, a whole group of them together. And I understand there's about 70 in this, um, group, uh, that, uh, that judges and sent to the prison to have them wrought. So they, they, once they gathered that day, and I'll talk about this in just a minute. I'm getting a little ahead of myself. While they were gathering, <laughs> the apostles were out preaching and teaching. And then 22. But when the officers came and found them not in prison, they returned and told, basically to Sadducees 23, saying, The prison truly uh, found, we shut, the doors were locked and gate, the gates were locked. We shut with all safety, in other words, they were locked. And the keepers, the guards, standing without before the doors, they would still stand there. But when we opened the doors, we found no man within. And then 24, Now when the high priest and the captain of the temple and the chief priests heard these things, they doubled, doubted. In other words, they were concerned. They didn't know what to say or do. Of them whereunto this would grow. In other words, they did not know about what was going to happen. So let's um, look at our lesson tonight. You know, first of all, more and more women were believing every day as I read. The Holy Spirit how uh, had to put a good fear in the hearts of the church and brought them together, united them together, and to grow, and it did not hinder them at all. In fact, it expanded their wisdom, their understanding. It helped them, you know, helped them to understand. God was in control. God had everything. All they had to do is continue to do what God said. The Scriptures tell us that the church was more united and more had more understanding at that time than, you know, it's ever had since, by the way. God did not want sin in the church. That's the understanding they had. Um, so when the people... Uh, started trusting and believing on the outside, it was easily for them to start preaching and teaching to them. The church was reaching the loss and adding to the church daily. The people on the outside, as you've heard many preachers uh, say and you've heard me say before, is the way we live and set the example and show people out in the world what God can do and how much God loves us and what true love is all about. Well, that's what was going on then. They could see that these people were being blessed and miracle was happening God was protecting them. God was taking care of them. So God was certainly in control. And they believed God was helping them and blessing them. So it caught their attention. It caught their awareness. It caught their sight. And and helping them understand what was going on. And they regarded these people highly. So they respected them for what they believed and what they thought. So uh, the result was more and more was being saved. And I thought about, Luke, why did you mention here Women and men. Do you know? Think about that when we read it. Why did Why did Luke mention women and men? Why didn't he just say and many were saved or men were saved? I believe the message is, you know, and this is a culture back then that was really hard on women. That women in no way were equal to men, and that's as far as I take, because they really, in many ways, were treated cruelly. But I think Luke, in fact, I know and I believe Luke is telling us the way in God's eyes looks. At, he looks at everybody the same. He's letting us know that women and men were important in his church and women and men were being saved. I believe that's what God's telling them and he's telling us today that it's very important that we respect everybody the same because God did. So then it caught their attention. Verse 15, people brought the sick into the streets. And laid them on beds and mats, just so the shadow could fall on them. That caught my attention too, and that that just goes back to the power of the Holy Spirit that I mentioned last week—the power that God had, and what power He wants to give His people that will trust Him and put their faith in, and, and uh, trust in Him. The crowd, the count cal- the crowds gathered from even around outside. Of Jerusalem, and what that tells us is what God told us in Acts one and eight. He said, "Go out and spread the word in you know in Judea and uh, in uh, in all the parts of the world." And that's exactly what's going on here. So some of them were coming in. They were starting to have confidence and faith in what they were seeing, and uh, they brought the sick, the lame, the crippled, the infirmed, anyone. And they knew it was impossible for Peter. Uh, and the disciples to, to touch everyone and pray for everyone that was lined up in the streets. So all they needed was a shadow, and they believed that. That's a lot of faith, folks. That's the faith of a mustard seed, in my mind. Probably a little bit more than that. So they had faith Peter's shadow would heal them. That's the kind of faith God is wanting us. The example that I'm learning and what I'm hearing is God wants my faith and trust in Him. And that's why um, that's so important. And that's where He will bless us when we do that. Um, In verse 17, then the high priest gets involved, as we learn. And his associates uh, saw what was going on. Were very jealous and very jealous, and 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 in our, and it made their hearts hard. And they arrested them. They arrest. In verse 18, tells us they arrested them, put them put them in jail. So once again, the Sadducees are upset about hearing the name of Jesus and seeing what Jesus is doing. They were so jealous that you know, and why they're so jealous. They, they went to cruelty, they went to ugliness they went to do, and they, they resorted to the only thing they can do they can't perform miracles. they didn't believe they didn't they couldn't do anything except arrest them. That's all they could do. They hated the apostles. they hated the name Jesus and uh, people were being, people were being healed and you know they couldn't do that. They just couldn't do it. I know this is a simple message tonight, but I want the importance of how God was in control and how He wants to encourage us through these examples tonight of how much He loves us and what He wants to do for us. Um, so, you know, the jealousy was so strong. The way the word, wording is in the, the scripture here, and, uh, I believe they arrested all 12 apostles. It says they arrested the apostles. So I believe they arrested all that was there, and I believe they were all together. They were desperate because they did something this time they were trying to be very careful of. They arrested them in public. They grabbed them in public with all these people around. And, you know, they were very cautious in this because they knew the people were starting to, uh, you know, follow them, and they didn't like that but yet they were worried that the people would get upset if they tried to do something against them. But they were so desperate this time, they just went on and arrested them, put them in jail. And then we learn in verse 19, during the night an angel of the Lord opened the doors and brought them out. And in verse 20 it says the angel told them to go stand in the temple courts and tell the people the full message of who Jesus is, the life. I like the way uh, the wording was there, the new life. And again, the angel was letting them know and giving them confidence. The doors open up, guards standing there, and they just walk right out free that God's got this. God is in control. And they believed, they trusted. The apostles believed and trusted, knowing the consequences of what the world might do to them, they still had confidence. Because they, they knew the bottom line is one day they're going to be with Jesus again. That was their desire. They wanted to be with Jesus again. So the, the, the angel told them to go out and tell the world, and they did. They uh, Just a little side note about the Sadducees that I read. They didn't believe in angels. They didn't believe that... Uh, that in fact, they believe all of history... Was a result of human decisions. In other words, it's what humans did and what they based, uh, what they accomplished and didn't accomplish. It was how the world evolved and all that kind of stuff. But that's a lie. That's a lie. We know God is in control. God is. Um, freedom that night and what they were about to learn is going to be amazing they they, didn't bewilder them they they didn't understand the angels freed the apostles and the apostles walked by the guards and then at 21, verse 21 tells us at daybreak the apostles entered into the temple gates and did exactly what uh, Jesus I mean what the angel told them to do when the high priest and the associates arrived they started a call into Sanhedrin. Now at the same time, they did not know at that moment when they were gathering, they were already gathering because they knew that they were going to have to make judgment on those twelve apostles that they arrested the night before. So they called the whole Sanhedrin court together. The full assembly, as, as the Bible tells us, of the elders, the priests, and all. And they sent the jail jailer and the uh, guards to go get them. Well, verse 23 tells us that what they found was the doors locked, the guards standing in place, as the Word tells us, and when they opened the doors, the apostles wasn't there. God's in control. That's the encouragement we can get tonight. Think about that. When we can't see things and we don't understand things and we don't know why things happen, it is God's in control if we can put our faith and trust in Him. We should. Verse 24, when this was reported to the priest and the Sadducees by the captain, guard, they were puzzled. They were wondering, how could this be? That They didn't understand. But what they didn't understand, and I'm going to say it again, God was in control. They didn't know that. God was in control. Because the angels commanded the apostles to go do what they did, and they did it. They were fools. I still was reminded as I studied this, the boldness. Because the apostles were full of the fresh anointing. Remember that? The fresh anointing by the Holy Spirit. They were just... I I believe they were excited to go back out. They were ready and primed. Already in their minds had their thoughts and what they were going to go say and their testimony and how they were going to witness. I believe they were prepared. They were ready to go out and tell the world. And that's the way God wants us to be. I believe that as they're sitting there in that jail, they're preparing themselves to go out and do something for God. When we're thinking about uh, what we're going to do the next day, I think part of it should be, what are we going to do for God? That's what God wants us to do every every day. and He'll give us the boldness that we need. They were astonished. They were amazed. They didn't understand what the next step was. Uh, I I think, uh, in fact, I, I believe also, you think about this, what the verses are telling us, The people outside, when you have to think about now, these apostles, the same apostles that they saw arrested the day before and put in jail, is already that morning standing in the court preaching and teaching. Can you imagine all the people that were gathered there? What they're thinking wait a minute, we saw them arrested yesterday, and here they are. God's got this, God's in control. The confidence it give them, the confidence it should give us. it should bless us because the same God back then is the same God today. He wants to do the same thing uh, to us. That seeing this confirmed to them it blessed them that God was uh, you know still on the throne and he was taking care of them. He was with them and the sanhedrin did not know what to do with it. It is believed that the full court was sitting there looking at each other, all seventy of them, wondering what to do. As I start to conclude tonight, when I think about wondering what uh, will come of this was the words that was used. It also implies to me that they were worried. I think they were worried. They were concerned about what would happen next. And uh, I I think about, um, as I'm concluding, some, some may read these scriptures and wonder, What in these few scriptures overall was Luke trying to say, and I've said it a lot over and over and over again, Luke wants us to know as we read this that we can trust God. God's got it. God's got this. And I think about seeking a pastor now. I think about all the folks that needs a healing. I think about all the things in each one of our lives that we need help with. We just need to give it to God. God's got it. Luke wants you to know as he's writing this through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is also telling us it is important for us to put our trust, our faith in Jesus. We can, you know, what our next steps are can be revealed to us through prayer and seeking God's wisdom. Our next steps and what we're going to do. And that's what... We're going to talk about next Tuesday or next Monday night at the board uh, as we pray together and we think about what is our next step. uh, I, I, I just truly want us to try our best to give it to God and trust God to lead us for that. And also as we pray for individuals that need healing, we want to see Mary McDaniels come home. And we're going to be praying for that. It's important for us. And God will reveal an understanding, a wisdom and a peace that we can have in going forward. God bless you. Thank you for being here. Would you stand with me tonight as we conclude? You know, I I think about it often when I'm sitting there, and I'm, I'm, I'm reading and studying, and I'm saying, Lord, I know you're just as serious today with us and want to bless us as you did that early church when people were just apostles. Or the preachers and pastors walking by and people were being healed. I believe God desires that today with us. I do. I believe that what we got to do is give our whole hearts to Him. Would you come forward tonight and. Uh, uh, the Time uh, Level Pentecostal Ordinance Church Incorporated, copyright 2023.